Hello everyone and welcome again to this crossover between Talking Hawks and Soaring to New Heights. My name is Liam, I'm joined again by Daz. Tim is not here because this came up very, very last minute. So Daz, how are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm, I'm as well as Timmy isn't. He promised the wife that he'd be out of the house at a certain time and he went over that with a, another commitment. So shout out Timmy, he's hopefully not in too much trouble, but I'm looking forward to this, mate. We've got a very special guest. We certainly do, and that is Tim's problem. Um, so we, our guest today is an AFLW Foundation player, a member of Hawthorne's leadership group who unfortunately has not played much of this season, uh, a former defender who has who turned into a crucial midfielder for us for reasons that we will discuss, who has played 35 AFLW games, including two for the Hawks. Let's hope that becomes three over on Saturday night. And a player who is my father's favourite player. In fact, within the first five minutes of the round one game at Marvel, the first thing observation he said to me was, that number 12 can really play footy. <laughs> and then when he found out I was doing this interview, the message he put in our family group chat was, gun footy player. So we <laughs> welcome gun football player, which is a very accurate description of her, Louise Stevenson. Louise, how are you? Thank you, guys. I'm very good. I'm very good. What a lovely introduction, and hello to your father. He's very sweet for saying so. <laughs> I'm sure well, he I does said the same thing to Tilly. I said the same thing to Tilly. If you want your intro burned onto a CD for if you're ever going through a down day or yeah. something and you need to pick yourself up, more than happy Absolutely. to have that prepared for you. That's a highlights reel in itself, just having that, that audio clip. Thank you, Liam. We do. Absolutely. We do. We, we try to talk you guys up. You deserve it. But um, I know it seems like the the obvious question, but we'll get it out of the way early. How have you found the year? How have you found the Hawks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, like you said, um, I've, I've not played much much footy for the Hawks yet, unfortunately, with the injury that I had in round two. Um but in saying that, it, it has still been a fantastic experience for me um, on the sidelines in the coach's box um, and still trying to, yeah, be a leader around the club as much as I can. Obviously, it's a it's a very fresh um, fresh group of girls and a lot of young girls that are 17 years old, 20 years old that haven't played AFW before. And, um, yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to know those girls and getting to know how they play footy and watching how much they've grown over the season. It's been fantastic. It's been fantastic to watch from a fan's perspective as well. Um. So you are right. Our list is young. 60% of it had not played an AFLW game prior to this season. So how's that been, like being one of the most experienced players on the list, despite not being that old yourself? You're only 27. So how does that feel being thrown into an environment where you are one of the most experienced players? Like there's only a couple of players who have played more AFLW games than you. You're a foundation player. So yeah. how is it being in that kind of environment with such an inexperienced group? Yeah, it is really interesting. Um, I think I was actually really surprised, pleasantly surprised at the start of the season um, in our pre-season training, especially when, um, you know, we, we get into the gym and we get into the running side of things and it, it's probably the hardest hardest work you'll do is in the pre-season. Um, but like I said, I was pleasantly surprised by how well the girls adapted to that level of football and that level of training. Um, obviously, the, the pathways that we have now through under-18 NAB League and, and VFW even, um, they they have some really professional standards now and they're obviously training those girls to become AFW players. So I think my expectations were that, you know, that a lot of us experienced girls would have to, um, I guess, showcase and role model a lot of those traits and a lot of those, um, you know, hardworking standards that we like to go to at AFW level and, and keep growing that and, and you know, really 
I guess, bring those girls along that journey with us, but they were almost already there and already um, displaying those standards. Um, so I think that's that's been a real great surprise to me and um, it's obviously made our job a lot easier and the coach's job a lot easier knowing that those girls just were ready to crack in and, and had already cracked in at, at previous seasons in their old teams, um, whether that was, yeah, under 18 level or, or VFLW. Um, and that just showcases how great the the talent pool is, obviously, um, and the the pathways that we do have coming through, but also those girls to to um, already have that mindset coming into the program and, and just carry on as, as though they've played before in AFW level. Yeah, it's amazing what happens when you actually give talented women and girls an opportunity to show what they can do and develop it, isn't it? Definitely. It's almost absolutely. like you have a lot of talented women and girls in this country and now they're finally getting an opportunity. Yeah, they're, they're, just, they're very surprised by that, interestingly enough. Yeah, don't know why. Um, so, your, so your recruitment to Hawthorne, this is something that's kind of fascinated me a bit. I, I saw when, with the game against your former side, actually, I saw something on the coverage about talking how you wanted to come back to to Melbourne. And so what, what made Hawthorne specifically an attractive club to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, uh, like I said, yeah, I was, I was keen to move back and, and to be a family and um, experience AFLW in Melbourne as well, um, back home where I'm from. Um, Hawthorne specifically, you know, speaking with Beck before the season um, and we also had a, there was an interview with Josh, Beck, um, Liv, um, and Mitch, our list manager. Um, I think the way that they spoke about the program, um, they spoke about the club, the way that Beck spoke about how she would see me as a, as a person and a leader at the club as well, that to me um, just signified that I was going to be going into an environment where I would be valued um, and that Hawthorne would value their, their women's club in, in general. So the AFRW program would be completely integrated, which is exactly what has happened. Um, and I think that that is something that's totally probably undervalued in AFRW, having um, having an integration with with the men's team and with the club and, and feeling as though you are you know, on the same bar as, as the men's program, um, it's it's super important for us as players and, and for our development too because you know that they're going to put the resources in the right places. Um, and so our coaching is at a level that I haven't experienced before. Um, and, you know, the, the preparation that we get as a result of that with our, yeah, our, our high-performance team as well and our medical team, um, it's it's second to none. And I've, I've really been, um, yeah, been super excited by that um for for our our future as the hawthorne football club um so i think amazing um yeah yeah really exciting exciting stuff for for the future so a bit of a two-part question here if i can number one how's the ankle and number two Mm -hmm. has having this time off ignited any passion for more off-field stuff post footy hopefully you still got plenty in you on the field but has it <laughs> Hopefully it's not for a while, exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think uh like I said, the the coaching stuff that we have are are brilliant and I have learnt a hell of a lot um sitting in the coach's box and even on the bench and, and listening to the messages that they're throwing around to each other, um, different structural changes they want to make on the day and and how they view the game. Um, it's totally out of my level and and it's been a real um eye-opening experience for me actually to see what they see and and how quickly they see things that are moving throughout the game. Um, so I think it's definitely an interest of mine um, post-footy. Um, I think there's a lot to learn still, and that's, that's again, another development that I've 
I've, I've come to terms with, um, especially coming into the midfield as a defender. Um, so that's that's really exciting, I guess, for the future. But um, in saying that, I really do love working in the youth space too. So that under 18 level, I've had a bit of experience coaching in the past and that has been a big passion of mine, making sure that those girls give themselves the best opportunity going forward into seniors footy. Um, the second question, the ankle. Um, yeah, it's going great. Obviously, um, trying to, to get up for this weekend. So I'm a bit of a test for tomorrow at our Boris Yama or Captain's Run uh, in Perth. Um, but I, like I said before, our medical team have been incredible. Um, I've been given every chance possible to, to get back this season um, from them and from their planning and from their hard work and dedication to getting this ankle right. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really grateful for the opportunities that I've had with those guys um, at the helm. And, um, yeah, I've, I've been training with the team a little bit and running around and kicking and it's all gone well so far. So we're hoping for this Saturday night to be a, another game in. So that's the fractured ankle you kept playing on for about half a quarter, mind you. <laughs> am, am I correct? Yeah, that's that's um, that's playing on, I wouldn't say, is actually what happened. I just I was kind of hobbling around and hoping that no one noticed. But I think Beck did notice how terrible I was running. So I got pulled pretty quickly after that. But I did try. I did try. <laughs> yeah, that's tougher than 90% of us, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I'd, I'd be shocked if it's only ninety, mate. Um, yeah, so that's just, a good point. Yeah, a very really related. I was really keen just to win that game, but it definitely wasn't going to happen. Well, if I was <laughs> well um, it wasn't going to happen regardless with Tamara down yeah. as well. No matter how, yeah. no matter how well Lucy Wales adapted, and we talked to her yeah. earlier today. My views, my views on her are well known. Um, yeah, don't don't get me started on Lucy Wales. That's a that's a whole another conversation with me but um I know, like I we, said, we've got 20 minutes on that some of the best <laughs> so my question relates to your rehab as well again sorry um working in primarily in sydney because obviously aflw is not full-time and you're a, you're a firefighter in new south wales mm-hmm. so how's how's the rehab been managed with you presumably being back and forth on that getting to know that melbourne to sydney flight route very well yeah, getting the frequent flyer points up, that's for sure. Um, over over the course of the injury, um, because I was in plaster and moon boot uh, post-surgery, I actually took some some sick leave from, from work. Um, there has been the capacity, once I was able to fly again, um, I was on light duties at work. So in the, the watch room and, and taking the calls that came through triple um, zero and feeding those through to our trucks to turn out. Um, that's That's been the, the role that I've played for the past couple of weeks at work. Um, so it has been really great to, to be back at work. Um, but in saying that, you know, it was fantastic as well to be able to go to the gym and see my physios and doctors six days a week um, when I was just based in Melbourne on sick leave from work. So um, I think that gave me the potential to, to have every chance I could to, to get this rehab um, underway really quickly and and to yeah have a really good clean four weeks just at the club and and getting stuck in so really lucky I could do I could do that and take that sick leave. So, so the unique occup- occupation wound up being somewhat of a blessing for the rehab side of things. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> we uh, if you if you I'm I'm pretty sure you already would because footy clubs are good at it. But if you do need a permanent nickname, we can call you the anti cane corns because you actually did become a firefighter. So we're very proud of you for that. The game against Sydney, was there any kind of bittersweet emotion for you there, given the fact that you couldn't be out there, but it was such a momentous and historical occasion for the footy club? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, um, you know, it, it was really special to, to be there and to, to see the girls and how excited they were. And I was super excited. I accidentally went for my first run in that moon boot um, post the game because I was so excited. Didn't ever think. <laughs> um, but it was it was bittersweet for sure. I think I would have loved to have been part of the first win um, in Hawthorne's AFW history. I would have loved to have been, um, you know, to be a contributor in that game. But, um, yeah, I think that... The, the excitement for the girls and seeing how um, how special it was for them and, and for the whole of the club, to be honest. You know, those those people that put in so much time and energy and effort over the past six or so years to get Hawthorne AFW off its feet. Um, you know, that that seeing that excitement from, from those people at the club too was super special for me. Um, and, yeah, I, I do wish I was out there, but it was amazing to just be there and to be on the bench as well and to see the emotion of the girls after the game. Yeah, it was a, it was a great day. I don't, I don't know if you were there or not, Daz, but it was, it was an absolute honour to be there in a great game. And yeah, a real, a real highlight. In, I've, I've been a Hawks fan. I'm 23. A real highlight in my whole life as a Hawks fan being there. So yeah, thank you to you and awesome. the team for that. <laughs> it, it would yeah, have been. Awesome. I was on radio at the time and I, and I called it as well. They said, what's, uh, we had a, what are three things you expect to happen on the weekend? I don't even remember what the other two were, but I said the Hawks were going to beat the Swans. And we got oh, up, so I was well very done. happy for that. So yeah, I'll take I'll take it. The other two were probably disastrous, but you know we don't talk about Maybe, that. I'm one of the greatest matter. jinxes of all time. <laughs> but who who have been the surprises? Because you, you you have had to be an unfortunate spectator. We'll probably stop bringing that up. But who has surprised oh, you yeah. on the field in terms of maybe exceeding your expectations, or who you? watch and go they are even better than maybe people think they are who are some of the players that stand out in that regard yeah um i think you know a few people popped to my mind you know the, to be honest the whole team has just been exceptional like you said 60 percent of us haven't played afw before um and every single player on our list has now had a game of afw um which is really incredible again um i think jenna richardson as a defender has just blown my mind every week she just somehow is better and better every week um and again you know this is her first year in in the competition but she hasn't batted an eyelid at that I think and and come up against some really big names Cora Staunton and um Erin Phillips and 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 lots of key forwards that you know people can be pretty nervous about um but she's just held her cool and and just trusted her um trusted her skills and her um I guess one-on-one um you know, how, how great she is one-on-one. And she has been in VFRW, so why should it be any different now? Um, I think that's been really great to see and super humble, obviously, as well. Everyone is um, in the team. But um, secondly as well, I think Tamara Smith, you know, we spoke about the tackling ferocity of our midfield, but she is just – I look at her after every game and she's just absolutely wrecked, obviously, because she's had a million tackles um, and she's, you know, this big. But, um, you know, she just – she any any hit she gets, any knock she cops, she just gets back up and she just she's a workhorse um, all game. And any any job that you give her, she just nods her head and gets it done. So there's there's no questions asked, I think. And um, yeah, like I said, everyone's super humble and and we've got some really um, brilliant untapped talent that I think is going to come out in the next couple of years too from from some of our younger players, which is really exciting. It's that um. That Domvale development for Jenna Richardson, I actually am associated with the same community club, so she's a real source oh, of pride. Oh, there you go. Source of pride at, yep, um, out in the northeastern suburbs. Um, yeah, speaking it. of moving into new roles, um, you were someone who was moved into a new role 
this season, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, and you thrived in that role. You know, I've most people who've met me know that I'm running centre bounce data for this team, and Timmy's articles are always full of my, the numbers I give him. Uh, you attended ten, of which we won five, drew four, lost one, by far and away the highest win percentage of any midfield attendee. So, how did you find adapting to that role? And I mean, you thrived. So, how did you have you found? How did you find being thrown into that role, quite suddenly and unexpectedly? I assume. Place the outside. Yeah, definitely. I didn't know those stats either. I have to write them down for that that highlights package that we're putting together. Yeah, we um, can add them in. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. We've got that technology. I'll just send you the, I'll just send you the Excel spreadsheet. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, no, yeah, like I said, it was a brand new role for me. I think I I probably in the past as well have been known as an uncontested player. If anything, too, I've probably been. You know, it's probably been a bit of a joke um, that I've come from soccer and I, I've not got that many tackles or effective ones for that matter um, in the past as a, as a footy player. So to, I think, have the trust in me to be in our midfield was um, really great for my confidence and for my motivation um, to, to prove that I can do it. So it, it took a lot of work, um, I think, to understand the role and to even read the bounce off a ruck tap because I have played in the ruck before myself, but it's obviously different being up in the air and tapping it down to trying to trying to actually wrangle a ground ball. Um, yeah, like I said, I think to have that, that confidence in me, I wanted to, to pay that respect back and actually work really hard at, at my knowledge of the midfield but also my craft. Um, so it was a real focus for me to to be the best that I could be leaning into the season. And I think, um, you know, Tilly was a fantastic leader for me in that sense um, and just keeping us calm. You know, we lost, I think, three goals in a row against West Coast in our pracky match. Um, and that was obviously a result of all of us just having played for the first time together in the midfield. And it really just came out of the centre bounce really quickly. And I was at fault for the first two, I think it was. So I learned really, really quickly about, my positioning and and how to best um, negate yet the player on I guess in the midfield, but yeah, and and DMAC as well, our midfield coach along with Keegs have have been brilliant in teaching me those things and and being real patient in that sense as well. So I've loved it. It's a really great opportunity. Yeah, you, if you're, you're, you're the footy. If you win in the footy, that? you don't need to tackle. You don't need to tackle if you win in the <laughs> footy. That's as simple as that. Great point. Just... Great point. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that because the, the rest of the midfield. <laughs> the rest of the midfield's quite, quite small. Your your size as well really really was a real asset for us. Yeah, and I think I, I realised that was going to be my role. I wasn't going to break out of a stoppage like Jazz Flem does and, you know, sell candy to four people before I score a goal like she does, literally. Um, I, I, I need to actually use my body and use that as a strength and block for those players that are going to be quick and zippy out of the out of the midfield. And so, yeah, again, that was something that I really wanted to, to try out and actually, um, yeah, hone in craft at for sure i've got a well, curly you, question you, for you oh hang on go mm. Liam. i was gonna say you, you certainly displayed that in round one which i actually wouldn't mind if you we, if you just briefly touched upon that a bit because obviously historic night forever one of the first 21 players to wear a hawthorne jumper in the aflw forever one of the first hawthorne players to attend a center bounce in the aflw <laughs> and so twelve thousand people marvel stadium playing against a, a club that we don't like very much at Hawthorne, as you well know. <laughs> um, so how was that occasion? That that whole occasion, obviously, two expansion teams, big stadium, big crowd, mm. under the roof Saturday night. How was that? Yeah, it was it was incredible. I um I'll never forget 
you know, obviously putting on the jumper for the first time as as Hawthorne players, like you said, first time anyone's ever worn them in an AFRW game, and that was that was really special. But secondly, to that, the crowd um, and the the rivalry and the I guess the enormity of the occasion. Um, when I was in the centre bounce, which I was super nervous for, as I said, I haven't played in the midfield before, so it was my first official game in the midfield as well. Um, but the ball going up and the the siren going and the roar of the crowd at that moment, that's when it hit me that there was 12,000 people there um, and how huge the occasion was and how huge this game was for us and for the club and for the girls having their first ever game too. So, um, yeah, there was a lot of nerves that night, a lot of excitement. Um, I'm still gutted that, you know, we were, we were up at three-quarter time and didn't get the win against them because I would love to, but it just fuels the fire for next season against the Bombers, oh, I yeah. think, so... Yeah, excited for that. They they have some decent players, in fairness, but yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. wouldn't mind beating, wouldn't mind beating that organisation next time we play. Absolutely, absolutely, we'll try to, guys. We will. <laughs> so I'll give you the curly question first, and and then some silly ones because your other teammates we've spoken to have thrown a couple under the bus, so it's only fair to be consistent. Fantastic. We'll start with the serious one. We're hopefully in a in a few years' time or whenever it happens that. Tilly is going to be our first AFLW Premiership captain. Who's going to be mm-hmm. the first Hawk to win the league best and fairest? Oh, that's a great question. The first person that pops to mind is, is, is Jazz Fleming, 17-year-old, um, and has just blown us out of the water with what she can do already. Um, and, again, like I said, humble as, you know, you wouldn't – if you look look through our, our girls and, and the list, no one would no one would even say that, Jazz knows how good she is. Um, I think that's that's the that's the greatest part about it. Um, and and she she works as hard as anyone else. She doesn't think that you know this is gonna you know just um, come to her the the BNF or a premiership. She knows that she needs to work hard, and all of us do. And yeah, it's it's really shown in her game. She's just she's grown exponentially throughout throughout the season, and I can't wait to see another preseason under her belt, not having to worry about year twelve and exams, um, and then yeah, season two, and hopefully. 15 more years at the club for Jazz Fleming and a BNF to come with that. Ooh, fingers crossed. And I like to find <laughs> out the pet and the pest. So you're flying over to Perth that you've yeah. said. Who's yes. going to chew your ear off on the plane if you're stuck next to them? Who's the biggest pest? Oh, biggest pest. I would have to say Tilly is probably the biggest pest, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we might need to watch when we release this. this <laughs> But, um, that is great. Yeah, you know, she's, she's a pest. She's absolutely a pest. And I'll tell her that to her face too most days. Um, oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, it's good It's good to tell her that. And, you know, hopefully she'll um, she'll learn her lesson soon enough and not annoy everyone. I think, yeah, we, we'll vote her out as captain otherwise soon enough because of <laughs> <laughs> I like it. And is there a, is there a coach's Give it all this trust statement in and out quick as anything. What's that, sorry? <laughs> You've heard a Liz Truss yeah. treatment in and out quick as anything. <laughs> <laughs> and is there a coach's pet? Does anyone you think maybe give Beck more love than than most? Or you could flip it. Does Beck have a favourite that you've noticed? Ooh, great question. Oh, look. Maybe I'm trying to think of who's got Beck's player of the week mostly. I mean, Gilly got a lot of player of the weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it could be to do with her talent, but it could be that she's sucking up to Beck. I'm not sure. 
I'll have to get back to you. Yeah, on that well, one. she did struggle for an answer because she said it might be her, so it could be a majority. Oh, rules there, you there you go. Gilly or Tilly? Gilly. <laughs> Tilly. <laughs> okay, oh, so yeah, the, the Mayo Marvel is to whom Lou's referring. Yeah. That's yeah. I referred to in my article better. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're all like best sisters, apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, parents say that to the kids too, but come on, we know the they deal. They do, they do. <laughs> oh, well. Go for it, Liam. Am my yeah. silly questions out the way? Yeah, so if we just move away from footy a little bit, just to get to know the human being, Lou Stevenson, who happens to be very good at football a bit more, um, when you're not playing footy or saving people, pets and property, uh, what, are you, what, are you, what are you trying to do with you? What are you doing with your, your spare time? When you're not, yeah, doing what I just said. Good question. Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to rack my brain because it seems to be taking up a lot of my time at the moment. But I do, I do enjoy um, studying. So I've got I've got a uni degree that I've uh, I've gone through for a very long time now. I've been doing it part time. So business management um, in Sydney. Uh, it's been online for the past couple of years with COVID and things like that. But um, I hope to finish that next next year and continue some studies maybe um, in in firefighting as well. Um, also trying to get into surfing. It's a really slow, hard task for me, but I'm thinking maybe over this summer I'll be able to actually crack in and maybe get a few lessons might be the go because there's been some curly times um, out at DY and things like that in Sydney where I have I uh, probably shouldn't be out there. It's a bit too big for me as a beginner. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, trying to, I guess, take some downtime um, once the season finishes up and go on some holidays and, just get some sun and things like that. That's that's my favourite things to do, I think, outside of footy and, and firefighting. Sounds like a good way of spending your free time, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah. And where, where do you see the AFLW in five years as well? Because obviously you're, you're a foundation player, so you, you probably have a unique insight compared to most of us. And, I mean, you know, Daz and I, we're just fans who have got more into it because we now have a club that we support in the competition. So where do you see the... The competition in, in five years, especially you know with the new TV deal coming in in two years. Yeah, you know, at the definitely. moment, even for next season. So, how do you? Yeah. Where do you see the AFL? The competition in five years it continues to grow. Yeah, look, I think um, obviously we've we've received that pay rise this year too, which was fantastic and a huge step forward for us as players. Um, I guess to be to be able to actually um, you know put more into our football and and put more into our recovery as well and and all the things that come with trying to be an elite athlete as, as part-time players. Um, I think in five years, I would really hope to see that it's full-time by that stage. We do say 2026, um, the PA is, is hoping for 2026 and hopefully the AFL are on board with that as well um, to become full-time athletes by then. Um, obviously, that poses a lot of challenges for those that do have a career outside or are studying and things like that, but I think those those are things that... We're we're happy to work through as long as we can, yeah. See see a full time competition, um, you know, playing each other once at least throughout the season as well. The competition's integrity, um, and yeah, obviously having having the the staff as well on board as full time. I think that's a that's a really big point that we don't cover too much. Is that you know we've got our physios and our our doctors. They're all working elsewhere as well, so they they also have to juggle you know footy and and their part time work or full time work as well. So. Um, seeing seeing them, you know, rewarded um, financially, but also with with full time um, at a at a football club would be fantastic as well in my eyes. 
Yeah, and there's, there's like a it. lot of reasons to suggest that you know there should be more, especially full-time medical and physio support. You know, the AFLW players, for example, take their ACLs at a much higher rate than men's players, and not most of that is not attributable to anatomical reasons, from what I've been told. Yeah, obviously, yeah, exactly. I'm not a doctor nor physiotherapist, so. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, you know, to be able to actually recover following a, a game or training is is huge and and such an important part of what we do. I think the girls that have to, you know, they go home and they're they're, they're mothers to people, or um, you know, that they've got work at seven o'clock the next morning, and we're we're getting home at ten or eleven o'clock at night, which is, you know, we've said it for many years, and obviously it's it's the way that it is as a as a foundation, um, I guess, league, and and being only seven years old. Um, but that is something that I think will make a huge difference for a lot of girls um, if there is a, a full-time competition and we're able to actually just focus on on being athletes. And and one more from me would... before we let you go. Sorry, Liam, I'll jump in. One more from me before we let you go, and thank you so much for your time. If you could pick our round one opponent for next year, who do you want us to play? Oh, it's Bombers, definitely. Definitely the Bombers. Yeah, revenge time. We'll get a win. <laughs> yeah, we will. I'll yeah, like it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be a good start to our season to get the win against the Bombers next year, round one. And Marvel Stadium would be fantastic again. I would, wouldn't mind that either. <laughs> well, the AFL owns that stadium, so um, more than it's within true. your capabilities, guys. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, Lou, just thank you for your time today. It's been a real pleasure having you on. Um, whichever, wherever this goes up, Talking Hawks are soaring to new heights. The other One will promote the other, I'm sure. But... Thank you very much. Hopefully you're back out on the field this week because we all love watching you play. And go the Hawks. Thank you, guys. It's been awesome. Thanks for the chat um, and love Thank your support you. as always. It's been fantastic. Go the Hawks. <laughs>